What's up, everybody? Hey. What's up, Playboys and Playgirls? Playgirls just sounds kind of nasty if you just attach that to Playboys. I don't know why. I think think they're equally nasty. Are we looking at the camera when we do this? What are you looking, I'm looking at? at it. I'm looking okay. at the cam- I've right. been looking at the camera. I treat the camera like I'm, I'm like I'm talking to you, kind of. Okay. Like I look at the camera as if it's like a conversation. All right. I don't you know, know if the I don't yeah. know if the people are gonna enjoy. It. Anyway, let's let's. It feels soulless though because you're not actually <laughs> here, but it's like I'm just imagining like this camera. If you are listening but, audio only, yeah. we need to let you know that we you're are. You're for you're missing out. You're missing out. We have this switched to a content. full video format where Raj and I are both recording ourselves. So if you want to see our faces, you can head over to youtube.com slash RNG podcast. Check it out. This is the first episode. This is kind of like a like a pilot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is This is going to be interesting because I never. In, OK, so here's the thing, right? So the history behind the video podcast for RNG, especially I remember us doing this. For did we do this for an entire? We didn't do this for an entire season. We, but I know we, we did this. We did this on for stream, right? season one. Season when one. when we were streaming, we did like twelve yeah. or thirteen episodes, and we did yeah. webcam footage of yeah. the both of us. So that was interesting. That was that was a fun time. It's kind of like uh, it's a return to the original. It's format. a return yeah. to form. Yeah, and I, I I'm gonna like this more because this is actually good quality. Fucking uh, <laughs> there's there's like lighting. There's well, like a whole framing. I process. I'll determine if yours is high quality or not. But yeah, well, my focus might be a little shit though. <laughs> you, but it it is what it is. I tried. I given what I have, I tried. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, dude. I'm fucking, I'm high for this. So look, all right. Before we even like get deeper into the video part of it, because it's self-explanatory, this is what it is, this is what we're gonna try out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but we should we should come up with like a or should try to find a topic. Hold on. <laughs> what is? I'm trying to think like what I wanted to like go in with. Well, you were talking. <laughs> you briefly mentioned you know music theory at the beginning. You want to just go with music theory? Uh, I may, I don't know. Maybe. Where the fuck's a Google Doc? Hold up one second. Yeah, I'm trying to find that shit. I mean, I, that, I'm fine with music theory if that's what you want to talk about. No, I'm fine with that too, but I want to like have a list of like the other shit. Hold up. I'm searching wow. this. Wow. Give me a second. Wow. You, you got to have, you know what I mean? You got to have it all. Give me a sec. Oh, found it. All right. So look, music theory, let's start with that. I like that because music <laughs> okay. theory is definitely one of those things that I never thought about until I actually started wanting to like produce beats and like actually mm-hmm. make music and okay. then I, I bought a keyboard for like 170 dollars right yeah so it came with ableton 10 light not like the the yeah. main but it, it came with the software i was just fucking around with right it. and i realized like it you know like just playing random keys and playing with like different notes and coming up with like different patterns i realized like th- there is a science to this it's an art form but there is a science <laughs> to this shit and that's where i think the music theory kind of kicks in right mm-hmm. like okay. kind of the science behind the sound aside from that i don't know shit about it like do you, do you know anything about music theory at all in terms of like its usage i mean my understanding of music theory is very basic i i just see it as like a relationship between the different notes right like the structure of mm-hmm. everything so right my my understanding of music theory is like very basic like i i know like scales mm-hmm. and that sort of thing but it's like beyond that i don't know a whole lot so, yeah, I mean, I was like I was in music for a couple of years during college, like a vocal group. Right. So, yeah, you pick up well, like, you were? yeah, you pick up like certain music theory and stuff during that, like intervals, which is like the space between two notes 
and like i don't know just the, the different keys and that sort of thing very basic rudimentary stuff i don't know much it's interesting every time I, I talk to people about music because everyone has such a wild, like varying degree of like their music knowledge. Mm-hmm. And that's cool that you're in a group because that explains your fucking music videos and, and your venture into the music field. <laughs> Listen, like you're look, I, OK, this is a throw the fuck back all the way to like 2015. I remember the Wounded Stapler when that was still like mm. the name that this channel was. Uh, you made it outro song for me i yeah. think was it like a, I, yeah, made a little, I made a little outro on a whim quick, i don't remember what it 20 was. seconds i remember yeah, exactly what the song was but i don't remember why right. i made it yeah i don't know why you made it either to be honest but it, it was sick though you made it and it was sick and i remember using it for my outro for like a really long time you used it for your outro and, for like three videos let's be honest but nobody commented on it either no. that's the fucked up part i was hoping someone saw like, well you yeah, had like what, what 200 viewers it. so it's like yeah. what do you expect You'd think maybe 10 people are like, that's kind of a fire outro. <laughs> like, I haven't heard that It wasn't that fire, but yeah. I liked it. But yeah, that's the thing with music theory. Everyone has like a different, I guess, take on the theory, you know? Well, I, think the, I think the thing about the like music is like, you don't have to know music theory to make music. Like, mm-hmm. most people just, uh, I'm not going to say most people, but I feel like it. music is just kind of intuitive. Like, you just mm-hmm. play notes and you're like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. Or you play mm-hmm. notes and you're like, yeah, that sounds bad. You don't have to like necessarily understand right. the relationship between two notes or like a scale to understand if it sounds right or wrong, you know? Right. No, no, I totally get you. I mean, another thing is uh, the actual lyrics, right? Like, the, so, oh, something <laughs> okay. is, I follow hip hop a lot. You don't give a yeah. fuck about hip hop, but like the thing is, lyrics is like the number one thing that is valued. Yeah. Or I, I guess which, it used to be. Which used is to be completely lyrics. separate from music theory, it's not really related. Right. It's totally different, yeah. But the thing with lyrics is that I feel like, because you're talking about like actually like composing a song and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I feel like lyrics used to be such a big deal. Like I was listening to this rapper this morning called Mad Villain from literally eight years Mad ago. So villain, never yeah. caught on. Not a mainstream <laughs> artist, never caught on. Uh-huh. But the guy is fucking fire when okay. it comes to bar. Like he got bars for days. Now. I wanted to bring this up because you don't really listen to hip hop a lot, right? Like you listen to other genres. So how important is lyrics to the genres that you listen to? Like, is it something that the fans really give a fuck about or is it more the beat and like the vibe that you get from the song? I think that a song can be good without good lyrics, right? I think that Mm -hmm. a lot of a song is like a song can make you feel a certain way just by Mm -hmm. the notes or the melody. You don't have to have even words necessarily right mm. to to like get a feeling from music you can just hear notes and be like oh this makes me feel happy or this makes me feel sad right mm. um so i think lyrics i i think they're important and i think it helps for sure but i don't think mm. it's the most important thing i think the most important thing is melody and if you have a good melody and good lyrics that's how you get a great song as opposed to just like a good song cuz i mean if you look at like pop music today right which i don't really listen to a ton mm-hmm. of pop music um yeah. I don't listen to a lot of like current music today. I listen to a lot of like older right. shit. Um, yeah. But it's like usually they just focus on like a hook that's memorable and the lyrics are easy so that you can sing mm-hmm. along after like listening to it a few times. Like that's basically the focus of the pop industry anymore. Yeah, no, that's and, and I feel like the pop industry has 
that music theory thing we talked about now to like a formula, right? It's like the constant. Scene. Yeah. It's like it, one yeah. dude writes like half the songs yeah. or something like that. I don't know. It's something there's, there's some songwriter who's like super prolific and he writes for like all the big pop singers. And it's just like, I don't know. It all sounds the same for the most part, except for, you know, eventually or occasionally there's some songs that come out and you're like, okay, that's kind of different, you know? Right. No, that's interesting because there was a thing on Reddit where this guy like broke down like eight of the top pop artists and then he played like all their songs simultaneously, right? Mm-hmm. And they all had the same drum pattern and they all right, right, pretty right. much mixed in the same. Like it, it, it's insane. Like, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's the same thing for hip hop though. Like this whole like trap music, it's like a wave right now that's super popular, mm-hmm. but the same thing. It's just the same beat, same, same 808 drums, the same, right. you know, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it gets there. I, I mean, I was bringing up uh, Mad Villain because I not not Mad Villain. Sorry, MF Doom. I made a mistake. See, people uh, listen to this. No. MF Doom. Sorry, not not Mad Villain. Um, I just want to read like a bar from this, okay. and I wanted you to tell, like, give me your reaction to it. Okay. Like someone who doesn't listen. All right, look, catch a throat full from the fire vocal. All right, let's start there. All right, just catch that, a throat full from the fire vocal. Right. Okay. <laughs> With ash and molten glass, like I a vocal. Now I a vocal is it, it's a volcano in in Iceland, right? Okay. So he's saying catch a throat full from the fire vocal mm-hmm. with ash and molten glass, like I a vocal. The volcano out of Iceland, he'll conquer and destroy the rap world like the white men, right? All right, so. Okay. It's crazy because every single thing that he puts in this entire rap that I listen to, it's like everything has like a double meaning, mm-hmm. like a double entendre. And pe- honestly, like you go to the comment section, people are like breaking it down. It's kind of cool to like see people like give a fuck even after like all these years. Right? He's not like a mainstream artist. But I'm I'm wondering why is it that like artists like that who who put like time into like the actual like penmanship of like like the poetry, they pay attention to like the metaphors. They pay attention to, like, the meaning behind shit. Why is it, do you think, that people gravitate more to, like, the formulaic, kind of easy to listen to shit as opposed to, Why? (laughs) You know, obviously the answer would be, like, it's easy to listen to. Yeah, I was going to say, you basically just said why. Aside from that, though, I I feel like that's more so it's, like, conditioning. Like, over time, people, it it just, it's the way music is. Mm -hmm. But, like, why do you think exactly, you know, aside from that reason, people just don't really fuck with that type of music i think mainly because that's like what's produced and if you're asking why Mm -hmm. is that what's produced it's Mm -hmm. because people don't really care i don't think i think that's probably like one of the like i said it's one of the less important things i think like if you have a strong melody then it doesn't really matter what the lyrics are today Mm -hmm. you know and i think it's i think that's true for most of like history or most of like Mm -hmm. modern history at least like you know 19 50s and forward or whatever 1940s well, whatever. mean rhapsody though that was lyrical i feel like right that was i mean it had sound and lyric it had like both into it but i mean what's it what's lyrical, it about right? you know what's it about can you can you break it down and be like oh yeah you know these lyrics i know what okay. they mean right i know the lyrics I, I, but what, I know the, that's what i'm saying like i don't know what the fuck it's about but right. like if it if it's on though i every word every not, word. not everywhere there's like some nonsense okay. words in there Okay, but like the nonsense words are kind of fire if you say it on beat with how they. That's what I'm saying though. It's like I feel like because that's the thing. It's like music that I feel like can can get you hyped over nonsense lyrics, but it gets you like remembering the lyrics every time a song mm-hmm. comes on. 
that's a different type of artist, I feel like. That's like you really mastered like the craft of getting people to like just get into your melody or repetition. Mm-hmm. That's dope. That's, it, it, I feel like that's every musician's dream though, right? To get to that point where they can just like trap the viewer like that or the listener kind of get them in yeah i mean i guess that maybe that's part of the difference is like a lot of artists these days and i say artists very loosely a lot of vocalists right a lot of pop Mm -hmm. artists they don't even write their own shit so it's like somebody else is writing it for them so it's not even like i think that's one of the big differences you know like so so if you if you go back like through through the pop industry right if you go back to like Mm -hmm. i don't know fucking 1930s or whatever Mm-hmm. It's, it originates and you don't have songwriters, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, you do, but they don't perform their own music. Typically, typically mm-hmm. you have people who write the songs and then you just have performers and they just sing them. And that's how you get like standards and stuff. Like you have a guy like Frank mm-hmm. Sinatra, right? Which is like 1950s mm-hmm. um, or, or somebody even like Bean Crosby before that. Or, you know, basically like these older <laughs> like crooner kind of types where they never heard of these names, but I'm sure uh, Bean he- Crosby. You never heard of Bean Crosby? You never heard of Frank Sinatra? I, I heard of Frank. I like Frank Sinatra. I heard his music, but I haven't listened to Bean Crosby. I don't know who Bean that is. Cr- White Christmas, you know, classic. Nah, okay, isn't All that right. wait? White Christmas sounds like a Mariah Carey song. Why does that sound like? That? <laughs> <laughs> Why does that sound like one of those like Christmas artists? It is. Type it's a Christmas that, song. It's like, like it one just, of the best okay. best selling Christmas songs of all time. I know. I mean, Maybe I know I your family doesn't it. celebrate Christmas, so it's you know, it's a different. No, I'm sure yeah. I heard it in school. Like, I, f- I feel like they played it, like, around. Like, yeah, you know I mean, it's, I mean? it was, like, yeah. a Christmas time I mean, it's classic. pretty popular. Sure it's it. a Christmas yeah. class. You've probably heard it. If anyway, I heard it, yeah, I'm sure I'll remember Anyway, it. these guys didn't write their own shit, uh-huh. right? They basically just had mm-hmm. somebody do it. And it wasn't until, like, I don't know. I want to say maybe, like, 1960s, I feel like, is when it really started making a transition. I think, obviously, there's mm-hmm. always been people that have written their own stuff and sang their own stuff. But I feel like mm-hmm. in the 1960s, um it kind of became a thing where it's like, you know, the Beatles kind of set this standard where it's like, you write your own shit. Mm-hmm. Um, because like when, when the Beatles first came out, they did a lot of covers. Like their first few albums have, you know, it's probably like half original songs, half covers. And then like the further mm-hmm. you go down their catalog, it just turns into all original songs by them. And it kind of became something that like you, you pride yourself on, right. Your ability to write your own songs. Um, wait, 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 Dylan, Dylan. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta say one thing. So, Everyone listening, Dylan is a huge Beatles fan. Now, this is important because the way I'm going to set, here's I'm going to set this up. All right, look. You like the Beatles. You followed their discography. You go to their concerts even to this day. So my question (laughs) to you is, as a Beatles fan, Mm -hmm. do you think that they ever made any kind of music that was anti-PC when it comes to cultural topics that they might have touched interviews or music like do you think they were ever anti or do you think like they just didn't care they were just whatever they were i don't i wouldn't say that their music was necessarily anti pc but i think it was you know unconventional like the statement Mm -hmm. wasn't so much in like the subject matter itself Mm -hmm. as far as like the actual music itself like how innovative they Mm -hmm. were in the studio it was very different than the norm so in that in that case, you could kind of see it as like, oh, you know, these guys are very different than like the norm. Like they're bringing it's something different to the table. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it was like yeah. they didn't like sing anything super anti anti um, Jesus Christ, anti PC or controversial. Yeah. I mean, you know, like John Lennon kind of has some yeah. edgy shit out there, but most of that was like post Beatles. So I guess I guess the reason why I'm bringing up the, the PC thing when it comes to musicians, especially like really famous ones is, you know, a lot of figures that that. I remember, especially like when when Eminem came out, 
and he was like, hey, kids, oh, uh, do you <laughs> like violence? You know <laughs> okay. what I mean? And then he just started out, he t- talked about like fucking stabbing his, like all his other, like he just mm-hmm. went off the deep end, just talks about some crazy shit. But it, it was this thing where like people like that, I, I feel like tend to stick out like a sore thumb because they're going like directly against like what the culture is going against. Right. Like they're almost like the anti-hero. Like in, in a tale, you have like heroes and, and villains, all these things, but you have a hero who's like an anti-hero who doesn't follow the same characteristics, but yeah. he still somehow gets the job done. It's like a counterculture right? kind of thing, right? Counterculture, yeah. right. And and I think it's really interesting because it's like at the time when, do you, like do you remember like when that Eminem like just, his, his peak was like wh- how hot he was at that time? period like he was all he was in every fucking like music uh station he was in every radio he was all over the internet it was fucking crazy and the craziest thing even crazier than that was his drop-off you know what i mean like he got too deep into drugs and then you know he started making pc music again but he got hate for making pc music he made a water called walk on water or so he made a video called walk on water Mm -hmm. where he was like i'm basically reformed but I still have the the fire talent uh-huh. to be a rapper musician, and it was a good song. He, he did it with Beyonce, so you know he got that clean family type like singer angle in it. And it's like people were hating on that shit. People really wanted to come back and like roast people and be toxic again. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's like the weirdest thing to see like someone so anti PC just go PC again. You know what I mean? And then try to like play like both sides of it. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Do you think like when he came out, when he started like making music, right? I don't think his goal was like, oh, I'm going to be anti-PC. I don't think PC was really even like a thing at that point, right? Mm. Like political correctness wasn't really like a a saying. I think like he just came out and he just wanted to like be honest and truthful and like, you know, share his perspective and shit, right? It kind of was though. I feel like at that time, because that's when the school shootings were going on, like Columbine and it was a lot of tension in the country, but I think there was tension because they could, okay, for example, there was like a song he did and the whole controversy behind that song was that he was, people, the media was accusing him at the time of like influencing um, high school students to conduct violence because his music is all about like shooting and killing and all this other shit, mm-hmm. like really like violent shit. And so the media was like painting him out to be some kind of villain. So his whole thing back then was literally the anti-hero, like, yeah, they're, you know, calling me out for all this shit, but... I, I guess I am what you say I am. You know what I mean? That's like a whole song that he had. And I feel like he was anti-PC even at that time. You know, there was PC culture then too, but I don't know. It's like a really different type of PC culture. Like right now it's like the PC culture is like, don't mislabel me. You know what I mean? Like don't <laughs> misgender, like stuff like that. So that's like a different type of PC. But back then I feel like that type of PC was like, you can't say these words on TV. You can't say the word fuck on TV. You can't show fucking tits and, and nipples and dicks and, and things like that and then now you have game of thrones still can't you know really, what I, mean? <laughs> I mean you know but anyways i don't know i guess i guess my point was just that uh i feel like it was pc right for the most part i mean with all those things going on i i don't you know? really have you know like i feel like when eminem came out i was still pretty young so like mm-hmm. i didn't and i haven't gone back and listened and i you know so i don't have any like frame of reference for like yeah. the impact or, or the subject matter just because like Eminem started coming out like what the late nineties. I don't remember. I think so. So was, like, it, I mean, I've been there for a while. I was born in 92. So like I wasn't even 10 yeah. years old when he started dropping his shit. So I wasn't listening to that. Um, yeah. and even through like, you know, middle school or high school or whatever, like 
Yeah. I, I didn't really listen to much. I, mean, I was very tuned out. I'm still kind of tuned out as far as. I feel like a degenerate now. Like, as a kid, just listening to Eminem over every other artist. And he just I, thought it was a violent shit. I think like, it's just like where you come from, you know? Like, I came from yeah. like a super small mid- Midwestern town. So, like, and my right. parents both came from small Midwestern towns. So, like, I grew That's up. That's his audience. I grew up what on like mean? country music. No, no, no. no he didn't. Yeah, I'm just his <laughs> I mean, Eminem is from the Midwest, right? Like people consider Michigan the Midwest. Um, Mm. I consider, I I said that like I don't consider. I'm from Kansas and some people don't even consider Kansas the Midwest. People are like, that's not the Midwest. But then they try and like figure it out and they're like, I don't know what that is. Anyway. Yeah. I'm basically saying I didn't grow up listening to his music and it it didn't really have any impact on me. So I can't say, you know, I don't have much of an opinion because I just, I'm not knowledgeable. No, yeah, no, that's fine. I I I think the, the, the topic can be broader though, in terms of like artists, because like, have you, have you ever been interested, I I guess, in like any kind of anti-culture, not anti-culture, but like, you know, uh, <laughs> anti-PC type, like, you know, Eminem, anti-hero type shit. Like, do you, do you listen to anyone like that? Or have you, have you been a fan of someone that no, had not, those qualities? Not really. Cause to me, it just, it just comes off as somebody like trying to be edgy and trying to like push the envelope. And for me, it's yeah. just like, that just doesn't yeah. appeal to me. And it's like, right. I don't know. It's just like, why? Like, why are you just trying to be edgy and like, just say shit? <laughs> I, like I just, I don't know. I don't know. Like it just that. seems like I a like lot that. of the time people, yeah. people are like, oh yeah, he's like anti-PC. He's like really, you know, yeah. saying some real shit, but it's just like, is he? Yeah. It's like, he wh- is. what is he trying yeah, like to he, do? I feel like he is sometimes, sometimes. I'm not saying all the time. Like, <laughs> I, Cause obviously there's, there's times when he's not, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like he's, it might not even be that the artist is saying anything important but his actions and what he's doing it plays into the bigger story right like an artist coming into the game like that and just dissing everybody not giving a fuck about any rules and just like making music that at the time people were looking at like holy shit you can say that in a rap like you can say that like you can say you're gonna like your dad butt like brain fucked you and like weird shit like that you can like say this on a record and people are okay with it. So, like, I, in a way, it's not, I, I don't know, I guess it's, like, a bigger thing. It's, like, it's not about, like, the artist himself being edgy, but, like, what that does to the climate as a whole, right? Like, how other people start mimicking it, right? You know? And now you got more people who are, like, oh, yeah, no, fuck this and fuck that. And then, like, the music kind of, you know, I don't know. It's, like, a, it's like <laughs> a whole movement for sure, though. But I, I can see the edginess of it. And I can see how that turns people off, too. Yeah. I mean, edgy just, some edginess just hasn't it. appealed to me. Maybe I just don't have, yeah. like, that. I never had, like, that teenage angst. You know? I never went through the that teenager. period where I was just, like... I hate people who say teenage angst. It's, a, like, it's people, a thing. People are downplay. Angsty okay, teenagers. Thing, angsty teenagers but listen to Eminem growing up, dude. It's, that's just how it is, you know? Because, oh, like, was angst. He's that angry. Was he no, gets yeah. me. You know, it's just like yeah, that was that was me. But but the, the thing is, though, I was like fake angry to get into. Like I was like really just, right. I that's like the thing. Them. Like it's a bunch of thing, white you know? kids who come from like privileged families. Uh, <laughs> there's I had nothing to be angry about. Growing <laughs> up, I feel like I've been, I had a pretty good man. But I love them and them though. But I don't know. I I guess like the the big thing with being edgy to me is like is it definitely is like one of those things where. Um, I, I tend to like always ask my friends like the question, are you like anti-authoritarian when it comes to, I guess, like people telling you what to do or what to say? Like, is that something that, you know, you care about even as an issue? Like I have friends that don't care about that at mm-hmm. all. And it, you know, and there's no problem with that. Like you don't have to care about whatever you don't want to care about, but it's just interesting, you know, like, do you, do you have any kind of like opinions on like authoritarianism or I guess like in general, like what edginess stands for. Like, I mean, if, if you're saying like you authoritarianism, uh, I, I can't even say that word. 
authoritarian. Authority. I can't say yeah. it. Say it for me. You you say saying it wrong fucked up the way that I'm saying it now. Like that just ah. blew. Okay, all right. Oh, I, I got didn't even you. think of, authoritarian. What, uh, there you go. Ism. Authoritarian. Right. I mean, basically, that's like a form of government, right? Or are you talking like more in like a scaled down like sense a, of just like my my opinion on authority? I'm 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 talking about more in like a uh, a philosophical like the the concept of it, I guess. I like mean, I think con- you I that, think you, you know. need people making rules and enforcing rules. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think that's good. I I don't want like the government or somebody to have complete control over my life and be able to tell me what I can and can't do. You know, I I'm of the yeah. opinion where it's like. It's your life. You should be able to make the decisions you want to make as long as they don't yeah. negative, negatively impact other people. Right. 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 So it's like, I don't, I'm not, I, obviously I'm for authority in some sense, like, right. Mm-hmm. You got to have authority figures somewhere, but I, I'm not in yeah. like the sense where it's like, oh yeah, everything should be under control. Everybody has to follow like these very strict right. rules. I think obviously there needs to be laws because if you don't have laws or whatever, it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's just like that's my, sensible. my general that's sensible. understanding. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that's that's totally sensible. I, I get that, too. I, I think one of the one of the things you brought up was like, uh, you know, there needs to be someone who sets rules and enforces rules. I think sort of where the edgy, you know, the edginess comes from is who sets it and, and yeah. who enforces it. Right. And then that's where, it, you know, and then so then you get into the thing where it's like, oh, the government is doing it. Well, the government also did this. And then it becomes right. this whole circus of like fucking trying to figure out like do, do you want to let your life be run by them or blah 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 whatever yeah. it's like a whole thing but anyways yeah, yeah I, I think like a big part of it, it comes from just like a rabbit hole yeah just like everything it just comes from like your life experience right and i've never had an experience where i felt like somebody um like abused their authority you know i've never been like in a yeah. situation where i'm like oh my god that person is kind of like using their power for bullshit right i've never been in right, that sort right. of position so like for me my opinion on authority is going to be completely different from somebody who has been in those positions where they're like, okay, this person is constantly abusing their power. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, I have a little like side piece to go off. This has nothing to do with piece. anything we just talked about, but the, cause the, I've, I've been thinking about this. So the thing is I personally view the court of public opinion, what people generally like in mass kind of believe in. I think it's obviously very heavily fucking manipulated. It's, it's not the right thing. It's just, what a lot of people just tend to because people like they think like oh a thousand people believe this well a thousand people can't be wrong right there's like the Mm. probability is that a good amount of those thousand people are smart so even if the majority are fucking dumb the smart ones are still doing this i mean fuck it i mean like it makes sense right but (laughs) the thing is though i I think because people think i have that group think mentality right it just it leads to this fucking really toxic uh cancel culture you know, type stuff going on. And it's really interesting, you know, just the cancel culture in general, like going to somebody and saying, hey, this is the public's opinion of you, which basically boils down to this is what people read on Facebook or Instagram about you, right? Like from a website or article or whatever the fuck where they like posted you. And then like, we're going to fucking hold you to this fucking opinion. Mm -hmm. And it's insane. Like people lose careers over this shit. People lose livelihoods. It's like, I don't know. It's rampant, man. I don't, I don't it's know. Just like, it's just like, I think the thing about cancel culture is like, sometimes it's taken too far. I think sometimes, yeah. I think sometimes somebody does like make a shitty decision and it's like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. let's fucking cancel this person. Right. Right. But then right. at the same time, I also feel like, you know, there's, there's gotta be the, the, the jacking off in the room thing. 
Yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, you can't cancel the guy. How I want you to cancel the I guy. I still do, I don't quite understand that. Because, like, from my understanding, okay? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> here's my understanding yeah. on the Louis C.K. Okay. Please correct me if I'm wrong, right? So, basically, right, right. dude's jerking off in front of people, right? No, and, wait. People, yes, but specifically to... Okay, anyways, go on. I'll, I'll correct it later on. Yeah, okay, okay yeah. yeah. But the the thing is, like, mm. he holds a, love, a position of power over these people to an extent just because right. of right. who he is, right? Of his mm. influence and mm. uh, just because he's, like, a famous comedian, right? So, like, if you're working mm. with him or whatever, um, mm. you don't want to, like, offend him because it's going to hurt your, your future, right? But my understanding right. is that he would say... He would ask them if it was okay if he, like, jerked off mm. in front of them. Is this right? <laughs> And they, and they felt compelled yeah. to say yes because of his position, right? So that's the narrative that they ran with. Mm-hmm. The the truth was <laughs> oh, actually God, the revealed truth. the Joe Rogan podcast because okay. he because he talks to Louis C.K. He, they're all comedians, right? Well, so this is Louis C.K.'s side of the story. To say this is the truth, I well, mean, okay, I'm I'm saying it's the truth because it doesn't have to do with necessarily Louis C.K. side of it. it. This is just a detail that got missed out in the in the main narrative, right? Mm-hmm. And this is what flipped my mind on 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 things because initially on the way that like they presented it, yeah, like what the fuck, like <laughs> that's kind of wild, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. But like, the, but this is the the missing detail was that another comedian came on and uh, on the Joe Rogan podcast and he said that the conversations that Louis C.K. had with the two woman that came with them into the hotel room that night he was initially texting them and having conversations with them alluding to the fact that this was going to take place they had very flirtatious text messages they were they they knew that this was going to be a thing so when that (laughs) happened and he was like hey can i pull my dick out and jerk off right so this is this is where the story kind of like you can kind of look at it both like either way right one way to look at that is going well he has power he's a man the woman feels oppressed type like they just their future might be harmed or whatever so that you know Mm -hmm. they they, they submit to it the other side of it is hey you're two comedians who've been texting this guy salacious shit now you're in a hotel room with them and he's asking you if you can jerk off and you say yes and you don't say no and then you wait like six to eight months to then bring it up when the whole me too movement is like happening you know what i mean like there's that's like the detail that didn't get put in the main narrative that they were initially talking about it and that changed my mind about it because i was like all right there's something going on here i don't think it's like what they're saying it was like when it initially came out you know and and that's the then that's the thing with cancel culture and that's the thing with public opinion they just run with like the one thing and then everyone just gets that misinformation just becomes this fucking hate campaign you know against a person so you're saying that you this information where they they were texting him is this like documented anywhere other than the joe rogan podcast no i don't and, know and who, and who is the information from you know it's just like you have it to was like, another comedian who knew the two girls that were okay see so that they were to friends. me is like i'm not so saying out, i'm not saying he's like, lying but it's like right. did louis say anything about that did he say anything about that when he was accused because if it, he I mean he didn't would, mention it, he you would think that anything. would be the first thing you'd say, right? Oh, we were he having apologized. No, the first thing he did was apologize. So okay, so all that went down, right? And then so they they got him on Twitter, and then the first thing that came out of his mouth was an apology. So when he wrote the apology, he never mentioned the text messages. Like he never mentioned like the conversations or anything that this comedian said. So this comedian, he got his information because he knew the two female comedians that were there with him that night. So his information is directly from them. Like he knew that they were like talking and texting. And so that was, and that piece of information is known among every comedian. 
So anyone who comes on the show or like they have their own podcast to talk about it, that's what the comedians run with because that's like the inside circle scoop. Like they know that that's really what went down, you know? But that piece of information, the public will no longer give a fuck even if you bring it up, right? Because who cares? You already fucking executed this guy publicly, right? He's not going to have a career. His movie, they're not doing his shows anymore. Mm. He doesn't have movies. He doesn't have TV shows. Um, he's doing a couple stand-up nights. You know, I don't know if you knew that. He actually popped up last year uh, at a couple clubs, and and people applauded him. They were, you know what I mean? They were like, all right, man, welcome back to the scene. Some women were still giving him shit in the audience, of course. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, was, I mean, I think it's, you know, uh, you know it's... <laughs> It's such a weird situation. Okay? It's like weird, even yeah. just forget about the whole the whole text thing, right? Because that's not mm-hmm. the story that's published. That's not what's that's not what people are trying to cancel him over, right? And right, to me, right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm completely wrong here, but I feel like mm. if you just whip your dick out and you you first off you ask permission, yes, right? Yes, yes. And I understand. <laughs> I understand that there's a, a a a different a power structure there, right? I understand right. that that's going to be that's going to influence that. So was he necessarily in the right to say, hey, can I bust my dick out? Because he's in a position of power over these people. Right. So it's like, yeah, that's kind of wrong. Right. Is he though? Is he though? He's not employed. He's not employing them. He's not paying their bills. He's not doing anything like it's that. Just he's not, like, he's, you know what I mean? And I don't know. I mean, no, just, just think, of, just think about mean, like somebody who you really look up to. Right. Somebody who you're right. a huge fan of. Right. Um, and, and you happen to meet this person, right? And you're in yeah. a conversation with them and, you know, you're talking about certain things that, you know, you could maybe advance your career into, into your field. Right. And then they, mm-hmm. they ask you something that makes you really uncomfortable, but you're like, Hey, if I say no to this shit, then I'm going to be in, in a position where I lose these opportunities. Right. Yeah. So, th- so that's kind of like the, the, the power level. That's why it's a weird thing. And that's why like, yeah. I, you shouldn't I like you sulk for some reason. I was like, like <laughs> what are you saying that? I'm like, wait, he's like asking me that. What the fuck? It's just like, no, you know, it's like hilarious. when you're, if you work in an office or whatever, you shouldn't like date right. your boss or you shouldn't date anybody right. who's like above you in the rankings. Cause it just leads to those weird man. situations. That's, that's different though. The boss thing. Cause he's not their boss. But it's the same okay. sort of dynamic where this person has the yeah. ability to advance your career essentially. Ex- okay. Explain me the dynamic. So you're saying that he had the power to, you know, make their career. Yeah. He's a famous whatever, comedian, right? very influential. Right. He knows and, and a so, lot of people in the industry. Right. I'm sure okay. his word, his recommendation carries a lot of weight. So Louis C.K. says, can I pull my dick out? Yeah. Right. Right. And, and, okay. So so these two <laughs> women are here. And let's ignore, let's ignore the text message thing. Because, mm, right. again, it's not the main narrative. All right. So he says, can I pull my dick out? These two girls are there. Right. They, in my opinion, in my honest opinion, at that moment, they could have said no. They could have said no. Yeah. They could have said no. But if he, if they said no, do you think Louis would have gotten violent? Like, uh, say someone like, um, who, who's that fucking Eric? <laughs> who's the Weinstein guy? The Weinstein guy, right? Uh, sure. the, the, the guy that got caught for like 800. Harvey like, Weinstein. Rape. Harvey Weinstein. W- would he get violent like Harvey Weinstein? We don't know, right? We don't, we, he doesn't have a, a backlog of rape cases and accusations, right. Louis C.K., right? So we, we don't need, so let's assume he won't do anything. They say no. So why didn't they say no? And why did it come out eight months later? Like, why are, and like right during the peak of cancel culture, as a targeted, I feel like. I what just think it's, like a, it's, a I think it's, moment, a, it's a dangerous you know? road to go down where you always believe the famous person 
or you don't take what the people who have been victimized by the the situation say right when you're like why is it a big deal like when you're downplaying that shit that's why it takes eight months for people to come out and say shit because this is the reaction they get they get reaction from people who don't believe them right so like there's there's this level where it's like you have to go through and you have to like come to terms with it yep maybe you have to talk to your fucking therapist i mean when I when it comes to okay, so my opinion, imagine my opinion on the situation, right? About Louis C.K. No, just imagine talking to a therapist I, about you, Louis C.K. Here's the thing: you don't understand that you're downplaying the situation so much because you're a guy <laughs> who has never had to experience any sort of situation like that. You've never. Who knows right. what these women have been through in their lives? You know, leading up to that, it right. could have brought back some earlier trauma, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like something you have to consider, and to just say, "Imagine mm-hmm. this affecting you," it's like that's just being ignorant of the whole situation, right? My mm-hmm. under my thought though, here's my my mm-hmm. my take on the whole situation: Is okay. it kind of weird? Is it kind of fucked up? Yes. Do I think he should have been uh-huh. canceled for it? No. Like it's it, that's downplaying. It's, it's, it's not. What it's not like it's not like he was saying, "Hey, will, will you suck my dick or whatever." It's not like he like. He jerked off, which is like it's it's very weird and very uncomfortable, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you're not being forced into like some sort of sexual interaction with them, right? Yeah. So yeah. like to me, it's really fucking weird, and I don't really get it. <laughs> I get I, no. I I think it's as simple as as it sounds. I don't think there's anything more to it. I, think, I mean, I don't I think that's get, what it is. I don't understand you the know? appeal for him. <laughs> oh yeah, well, that's <laughs> that's yeah. what I don't get. Um. But I mean, like, like I said, I can't, I'm not, I didn't go through it. I'm not the person in that situation. So it's mm-hmm. like, I can't say how it makes them feel or whatever. So, um, and obviously, like I said, there's that whole power dynamic. So it's like, mm-hmm. but to me, I, I think it's weird. And I think it's something mm-hmm. that, you know, he apologized for it. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he disappears for a year and just like, you know, reflects on his life or whatever. And then he comes back and he's right. good. And everybody should be like, okay, you did this thing in the past. It was kind of weird, kind of fucked up. But you, you, everything, everything you've shown since then has yeah. demonstrated that you've learned from it, right? I think that's like the biggest thing. Like, if mm. after a year you can tell that he's like he's he's apologized for his actions, he's made like a serious effort to like mm. you know to to change that sort of behavior or whatever, right? Mm. And I'm not saying jerking off in front of other people is wrong, right? If if that's what you do and everybody's <laughs> if everybody's consenting, go ahead, Louis. You know, right, right. I don't fucking consensual care what you're doing. jerk off. Yeah, consensual. Everybody just sit around and jerk yeah, off. Like, I don't care. That's what uh, it is. Yeah. yeah, but it's like after a year, if all if you know he's made his amends and everything, it's like you shouldn't yeah. just hold this shit again. One mistake shouldn't damn somebody's career for like the rest of their life. You know, you should be able to like apologize. Mm. And make changes and be able to come back and like sure you're not going to come back and everybody's going to see you in the same light but it's like people mm-hmm. people make mistakes right right so you have I to mean, be able to move past it and like forgive them and and that sort of thing I I 100 percent agree with you I, you know and one thing I want to say is like I'm I guess I'm not trying to like downplay necessarily their situation when it came to it I'm only I guess looking at the fact that they were already texting the guy before. Which is what the other well, uh, yeah, according to is. what that guy's said. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and, and <laughs> so I mean, I, I guess for me, because the weirdness of it all, I needed to find. I I was like itching to find some kind of like what like took place, right? It's, it can't just be random woman, you know. They're obviously comedians. You knew them, right? There, there must have been a history. And then the the texting thing that made more sense to me. That made more. It made it less weird because I'm like, right. okay, this, <laughs> this kind of makes sense now. But anyways. I don't know. The the reason why I was bringing up uh, Louis C.K. was not necessarily to like 
you know, downplay the victims or downplay Louis C.K., but it's to bring up the fact that when it came to positioning the the initial, I guess, target against him, and then the accusation came out, mm-hmm. and then the detail went missing, like we're talking about, again, you know, just saying the details there. The same thing happened to uh, that one actor, Pirates of the Caribbean. What's his Jack Sparrow. Johnny, uh, Johnny Depp. Depp. <laughs> Johnny Depp, yeah. So Johnny Depp, had a falling out with his fiance or girlfriend at the time. Uh, I forgot her fucking name. Dude, I don't remember celebrity names. Are you talking shit. about like recently? This happened like, uh, no, this was like a while back. It's been ongoing. But but he's been going through something like with his, his, I thought it was his wife right now. Who's the, who's the girl? Do you remember I don't the name know. of the girl? Johnny she's Depp's famous, wife. Whatever. Yeah, she's some, fu- whatever. She's also super famous. She ended up dating Elon Musk for a certain amount of time, which is kind of cool. I forgot her name though. <laughs> that, yeah, um, kind of cool. Guy is kind of lit. I'm Why is that guy cool? Like, dating Elon, dude. He's a fucking Elon Musk. Anyways, look, the point I'm trying to say is that, okay, so so this girl uh, basically came out and said that Johnny Depp uh, abuses her and right. he hurts her and yep. all this stuff came out. And then Johnny Depp recently uh, came out with concrete, like actual evidence that she was the one who would fucking punch him, beat the shit out of him. Like, it was the opposite. She was the one who claimed it because she knew that she could play the woman sympathy, I'm getting beaten card, and then Johnny Depp looked fucking crazy. Again, this is the narrative that gets played for cancel culture, right? They give you something to be outraged about. And then when you get outraged about it, they just cut, fucking keep fanning that that flame, right? Mm-hmm. They keep like throwing more shit. Oh, he beat her. The next day, it's like, oh, now it came out that he was mentally abused. Again, see, different things kind of come out day to day, keep fanning the flame, and then people get hotter and hotter. They get more and more mad, and then they silence the celebrity. So you were saying earlier, like, I hate pe- like people who just constantly agree with the celebrity. I'm not saying that, you know, constantly agreeing with the celebrity is good. But sometimes it's good to look at the celebrity and go, hey, listen, like this is another human who became a celebrity. Right. And, and you know, he's being framed in, I feel like, an incorrect way. And I feel like he's being silenced by the people. They won't give him a chance. And I think that's a problem. Like if you're really trying to like br- call somebody out and cancel them, I feel like, like you were saying earlier, too, they should get the chance to make up for it. You know what I mean? You shouldn't silence well, them at the gate and not I let them the speak. Thing that, like, I think the first thing, here's the problem. I mean? The problem Give is when somebody's accused of something, right? Yeah. And they don't respond. And they don't respond. And they don't yeah. respond. And like days go by, yeah. right? And it's like you're saying, yeah. oh, the people are fans of the flames. What if somebody does, like that's the thing about Louis C.K., right? Like he came out yeah. fairly quickly and apologized, right? Right. He acknowledged it. So like right there, mm. that's a sign to me that's like, okay, you know, this guy, what he's saying probably has a, a better chance of being legitimate just because he quickly came out mm-hmm. and admitted to like what was going on. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you don't make any sort of statement about it, like if Johnny Depp mm-hmm. is constantly being accused of, of these awful things, right. It's mm-hmm. like, you have to come out and make a statement about it because if you don't make a statement, then people are just going to say, he's not saying anything. Like he's got to be guilty. Like if he, if he is innocent, mm-hmm. he should, I, I, it's, it's complicated because like if you defend mm-hmm. yourself, you're guilty if you don't defend yourself. You're guilty, you know. So it's you're like guilty, yeah. But it's like you have to yeah. come out and say a state, make a statement, and like plead for your side of the story. Like if if days mm-hmm. go by and you don't make any sort of statement saying like, you know, I'm here to acknowledge this this situation mm-hmm. and say, you know, I, I I didn't do this. This is my side of the story, mm-hmm. or admit to like, you know, that that parts that are factual or that actually happened. You have to like, mm-hmm. you have to acknowledge it essentially. 
So, and okay, if you don't, I, that's when you get silenced because you're just going to get fucking yeah. beaten into the ground by everybody on social media. Ideally speaking, that I would like to, I, I support that. But I think realistically speaking, though, what if, you know, we're downplaying the amount of abuse that his wife might have done to him during that period of time when she was attacking him publicly? We don't know what kind of abuse he might have been dealing with or repercussions. Right. If he were to say something, right? And 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 so it becomes this thing where, yeah, he doesn't say something, so people, you know, obviously they're going to be like, why is he not saying something? He must be guilty. And then if he says something, it's not good enough. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's always like, there's always something about it. But I, I don't know. I, I think this is why the court of public opinion is incredibly dangerous mixed with misinformation and the era of fucking misinformation. Like, people just reporting shit incorrectly or reporting shit first with with wrong facts just so they can get the the first clicks you know what i mean like people do that too like when when kobe bryant died there the there was a news site i forgot which one they dropped the the news like literally 30 40 minutes after like someone's caught that Right. And then they immediately were like him and his wife and his kids died in the fucking yeah. helicopter class. Like, like it, wild ass shit. They don't even know, but it gets the first clicks. Right. That's all they give a fuck about. Right. But that's what I'm saying. I feel like, why do we put so much power into public opinion when public opinion is so manipulated and almost infiltrated by fucking misinformation from people just trying to make a buck? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it, I mean, I think a news story yeah. like that is different than a personal account yeah. of something, you know? Right, of course. Because I think if there's like mean, a, a personal yeah. account, I feel like when somebody yeah. says something, you, I feel like you need to believe what they're saying, obviously mm. with a grain of salt, right? But like, you can't just ignore what people are saying because then that, mm. it, it basically makes everybody who's ever done something horrible just unaccountable, right? right. Like if, if you can just do horrible shit and get away with mm. it, it's like mm. people are going to do that. So it's like, it's not about just like clicks and stuff. Like this situation with Johnny Depp is, is, it's a weird situation because she came out and she was like, oh, he's abusing me or whatever. And then it turns out that she was abusing him. So it's like, right. that's, that's like a weird, that's a weird case because if she had never it's made those claims, yeah. then I mean, he, she, he, there never would have been a lawsuit between them, which he ended up winning. Right. I'm pretty sure he ended up mm-hmm. winning that lawsuit. So it's like, mm-hmm. just by doing that, she brought attention to herself. So that's kind of weird. And that's like mm. why yeah. in most of these situations, like when somebody comes out and they're bringing attention to themselves, right? Mm. It's not typically because they've done like something fucked up. Right. So, yeah, I don't yeah, even know I where I'm going. But. I mean, but, you know, I, I think it's such a it's such a diverse uh, issue. Like it's like a spectrum almost of cases because, you know, in in that spectrum of like personal cases where public opinion is involved then you have those like false rape claims right just yeah for people to make a buck off people and then so that happens too and then then you have the false uh you know then this gets into even more false claims like people who jump in front of cars and then sue the people or whatever you know back in the day they used to just like break their leg outside of walmart and then be Mm. like oh walmart has to pay you know what i mean again it just it gets to the point where it's like I'm at, I guess for me personally, I'm at the point where I just don't really like look to the public opinion. And in a way, by me not wanting to look at the public opinion anymore is making me not want to get on social media. Like when I look through like comment chains and threats, I'm just like, God damn, dude, people are so fucking dumb. And it's not worth the energy to even read it because I would never have interacted with these people in the first place in real life. Like I would never have 
known that he's thinking these dumbass fucking thoughts and these exist in the same world. I'm <laughs> right. in. Like it's ridiculous. And so it's like, I'm just at the point where I just want to shut it off. But now like, if you shut that off, how do you know what the fuck is going on? Like, it's like, I don't know. It's, I, it's like, a, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm it's, of the opinion to a certain extent that like ignorance is bliss in those sorts of mm-hmm. situations. Right. Especially as far yeah. as like, I, I'm out. So like, I'm, you know me, I'm into politics a little bit, you know, I have my political mm-hmm. opinions. I like to kind of keep up to date with what's going on there. But as far as like mm-hmm. the celebrity world, like that shit, in my opinion, is a complete waste of time. Complete, like, like absolute waste of time. It affects like politics yeah. affects you. Some people say it doesn't, but you know, like the decisions mm-hmm. made by people in this country, like the leaders do affect you, right? Like mm-hmm. what's going on right now with the coronavirus that is affecting people in, in, in major ways. Right. But mm-hmm. celebrity news, celebrity gossip, Johnny Depp and his wife, why the fuck should I care? Yeah. <laughs> like that is, yeah. that does not concern me at all. So yeah. it's like that sort of no, stuff totally. I tune out. The only reason I use social media, I use like, you know, like Facebook, Twitter, yeah. Instagram, but I don't like follow celebrities or stuff. I follow like people, like people in the TF2 community, people in the smash mm-hmm. community, like mm-hmm. stuff that I kind of care about. Right. I don't go to like the trending page and see like, Oh, what are the trending hashtags or what are like mm-hmm. the news stories that are going? I don't use it for that sort of thing. Cause to me, it's like, I don't give a fuck about most of that stuff. Well, okay. So this is interesting because we're talking about celebrity culture, but to be a celebrity, I assume the the reason why people gravitate to it is because a lot of celebrities are obviously celebrities because they're successful or whatever craft that they're fucking doing, right? Or they're at a point where the success is notable and people are like recognizing the success, which is how I feel like someone can tra- like ascend into like celebrityhood. I feel like the people that become celebrities, the reason why people watch them so much is they they almost feel like they can identify with that person, right? And go, hey, I'm never going to be as rich as famous as this motherfucker. <laughs> He's just a celebrity, but, you know, and I'm, I'm, I don't think I'll be as talented as he is, but there's a certain level of inspiration that I can take from a story. There's a certain level of uh, bonding I can have with, with this person that I've never met, but their story, the movies they do, the acting they do, like, I, th- I think it influences a lot of people's day-to-day lives more than they'd like to admit the media that they consume, right? And the personalities they like and the, you know, and the movies they watch, a lot of that influences them. But, you know, I I guess, I guess what I'm trying to kind of get to is like, do you think the celebrities, when, when people ascend there, do you think the pressure of that level of success is that's what's kind of keeping them, um, I guess from like just relating to normal people, just that level of success where every move they make is being judged by, fucking thousands of people like we're talking about johnny depp and and right. his wife's story as if like we there are fucking neighbors that like we fucking know them but <laughs> we don't like there's random motherfucker right. but they're insanely talented whatever field they're in and and i think people can look at that story and go hey i can kind of relate to his side of it that he's getting that of the abuse maybe some guy's getting abused out there he's looking at johnny depp and going hey if he could fucking come out and say it, I'm going to come out and say it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it, it could be motivating for people too. So I think that's yeah. why the celebrity, I guess is there, but yeah, I don't know. It's like the pressure of the success though. You know what I mean? Like just dealing with like every move being watched, you know? It's yeah. Crazy. I, I think it just depends. Like, I think a lot of these people, you know, these celebrities have, depending how long you've been a celebrity, right? But depending yeah. on how long you've been in the public eye, you're surrounded by yes men. Where mm-hmm. you feel like you can't do any wrong, right? Mm-hmm. 
So I think like the pressure, I feel like a lot of these people, I, I don't feel like they have this pressure on them to mm-hmm. succeed because they've already, they've already made it essentially. They already feel like they've made mm-hmm. it. So it's like, they feel like they, they can't do any wrong and everybody around them is telling them that they're great and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't, th- I don't think there's any, the, the level of pressure to like d- what do whatever. I don't think that really has any impact on that. Mm. Okay. I feel you. Makes sense. I see that logic. I mean, that's, it, it's one of the things I, I think about a lot when it comes to fame also because like i you know one of the things i never i never like to uh talk to people about or gloat about uh especially when i meet new people is youtube or or anything wow. about what, it like what are you what are you, gonna, what are you gonna gloat about i'm uh, a fucking house uh, inspector what do you mean I'm right. A, I, you're right i'm saying you have nothing but, to gloat about that's what i'm saying no, but like i have nothing to gloat about in terms of like i never tell people like i have a youtube channel i never people i never tell people yeah why like, would you a, I never tell people I have like a studio. I don't tell people because like some, some, when I used to tell people, they used to go to my channel. They used to like fucking go check out the video view counts and go, Oh wow, this is fucking crazy. This is, this is incredible. I can't believe you have all these fucking views and and blah, blah, blah. I can't believe you're doing all this shit. You know, uh, I'm gonna subscribe to you, bro. I'm gonna keep watching you, blah, blah, blah. Right. That's what people say. It's, it's nice. I get it. Like that's, that's how people feel, you know, but the, the thing is like that level of people like looking at what you've done, recognizing that it's 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 working, it's great, it's it's big, and then wanting to support it, I think it's like a snowball effect almost, right? And when at, at one point, I felt like when I was doing YouTube, especially, I was feeling that snowball effect of people constantly hyping me up. You know what I mean? And constantly t- the the yes man thing, like you were saying, right? Like mm-hmm. people just saying yes to every dumb decision idea that you have because it's like fuck it. They're not you. They're not the ones doing it. You are right. You're the one has to deal with it. So it's like when when you're when you're going through it and everyone hypes you up and they make you feel like you're this like celebrity figure. It's it's really interesting to see how different people react uh, to to your status. Like when I did St. Raja, I had someone call in and just literally like they couldn't like breathe when they were like talking to me because they couldn't believe they were in a call with me. And I'm just like, bro, like. (laughs) <laughs> like uh-huh. what like you know what I, mean? I never knew that i i could have that effect on people but the fact that someone could feel that way imagine like being a celebrity at at the level of a, a louis ck or something like that where people see you on the street and they're like oh shit that's you that's the boy like let's get a fucking photo you're the guy who pulled his dick out like you're the <laughs> you're the fucking you know what I mean? it's like it's like fame is crazy man people just it's like the most privacy invasive shit in the world and I think that's the number one thing about success that I fucking hate is is fame and relevancy. Like people just writing your shit and just like hyping you up for no fucking reason. You know what I mean? But there is a reason. But I, it's just it, it's weird being the guy receiving it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I think, have you ever felt yeah. that way with like attention people give no. you? Like, OK. All right. First, first have, off, people yeah. don't give me attention. And I'm, I'm so hard on myself. Like, I'm very yeah. critical of. Every like every video I upload, I know what's wrong with it when I upload it. You know, like right, I know right. what the bad things are. Mm. And <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, and when somebody says when somebody compliments me. Yeah. Maybe this is fucked up. I don't know. I value my opinion over nearly anybody else's. And if somebody tells me something is good, but I don't yeah. believe it, if I think it's bad. Yeah, I, I just don't believe there. I don't. Any sort of praise anybody can lay on me, if I don't think it's true, if I don't agree mm. with it, I'm not going to accept it. So, like, 
yeah so if someone's like, like oh you made that video the video was incredible it's just like ah, it wasn't that good <laughs> yeah no you're not. you know i like, try to compliment with you too you're the same way you never, i can't yeah, you don't accept it yeah. praise only goes to my head if i actually agree with it and it's like right. if i agree with it then is it really praise or is it just a statement it's just fire dude <laughs> that's that's a, that's I mean, a bar know. right there is it really yeah i like that i, like I don't know said. i mean that that's just fucking, that's crazy I that's like how that. i feel i guess so it's like i've never yeah. had I've never let any of that shit go to my head because it's like, I right. just don't, I either don't believe what they're saying or I don't agree with it. <laughs> so, the, I don't know. The thing is, dude, it's like, I feel like if, if someone doesn't agree with me and, and like I have a different opinion about something, I will try to make them agree. Like, I'll try to like get ways for them to agree with me or see my <laughs> side of it. Because I don't know what, what that is. I, I don't know if it's like a bad quality or good quality, but that's how I've always been like. If someone doesn't see something my way, I'm just like, all right, bro, let me show it to you like this. Maybe this I think it's like a natural tendency like when like somebody says something and you don't, I, I mean, especially like with politics and that sort of thing. Like yeah. I'll talk to my mom and she's on the opposite end of the spectrum as far as like politics and stuff. She'll say stuff to me yeah. and I just don't, I can't comprehend it. I don't understand yeah. how she has this opinion, especially because first off, she's raised me. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think a lot of like my view on the world and how I see things is mm. due to her, right? Mm. So like she'll say shit, and I'll be like, that just goes against like what you taught me growing up, right? Growing up, and mm-hmm. so it's like, I feel like there's just this tendency to, uh, or, or this inability to understand why people think differently than you, because all you have mm-hmm. is yourself and your own experiences. So like the right. entire world, you you can only see the world through your own lens. You can't mm-hmm. you can't put yourself in somebody's other shoes and genuinely see it from their perspective. Um, obviously there are ways to like to work on that and like to see mm-hmm. things from other points of view but like everything about you for the most part is due to your experiences and what you've mm-hmm. gone through in life so it's like when somebody mm-hmm. has gone through something completely different it can be hard to relate or understand why they see something some way because they just had a completely different life than you've had you know no that's real man that's some real shit you know it's all like yours you've been saying this the whole time but yeah life experiences definitely make up for uh all of that yeah that's important true but with all that being said i think my camera just shut off camera so. just shut off so it's just me i guess i'll end I the heard solo it. all I right heard it. i heard the camera shut okay off. Yeah. All right. i heard mm-hmm. it too to be honest yeah good good okay so. We're on the same page. <laughs> that was a really good time to call this <laughs> all right cool well thank you guys for listening hope you enjoyed uh we th- it is important to note that we are going to be uploading um rng every monday from now on that's we didn't mm-hmm. discuss that. Uh, so if you stick around to the end, thanks for sticking around. Every Monday is we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna be uploading now, as opposed to every Friday. So mm-hmm. uh, other than that, I don't think anything else is changing, right? So no, no, uh, not too much. Uh, we might do some like social media. We're trying to do social media. Follow us on yeah. Twitter at the RNG Podcast, Instagram mm-hmm. at RNG Podcast. The branding is on point. Join the subreddit, RNG Podcast. Hell yeah, RNG every day. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. We go, we go ahead. Okay. Right here, boys, thank you so much for following us along this uh, video Thanks audio for adventure. Watching. Play boys. And play girls. And we will see you in the next episode yes, of we will. RNG Podcast. All right. Peace. Peace.